Flicks and Chill, a movie discussion show all about our favorite directors. We will go over our homework assignments. I can make up for last week or last month's failure. We'll move on to our director draft with special guest Andre Galitz. It's all next on Flicks and Chill. Now we're back and we're joined by our good friend, movie enthusiast Andre Galitz. Dre is a longtime friend of both of ours. Dre, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> Good to be here. <laughs> Cal, you're back. How, how, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, not a lot going on right now, but uh, we got some spooky season stuff going on. So I, the one update that I wanted to talk about is I don't know if this is going to be out. Probably not before Halloween, but right now... I'm planning on going to our friend Harvey's house to do a one-year anniversary of our Halloween watch. Last year, we did The Exorcist. We did nice. like an outdoor in pretty much the freezing cold watch. Yeah, I remember and you talking so this about year, that. Yeah, this year we're going to do an indoor watch. It's a little more chill these days. And uh, we're going to watch the original Halloween. So oh, nice. I'm looking forward to nice. that. I've never seen it. Me either. Bye. Wow. Yeah. Consider us coming through. <laughs> Feel free. Um, Dre, uh, my movie watching experience with you is uh, obviously like, uh, you know, we've watched a lot of movies together, especially a lot of like hotel room movies, at, oh, yeah. you know, on the road. Um, I think my experience with you is that you like, you're always in the know, not necessarily of like the most up to date movie, but more, more than anything, like anytime someone's on screen, you're like, Oh, it's that actor. Or anytime we flip through the channels and we get to a movie, you're like, Oh, this person directed this. So you seem to always have a pretty good sense. I wanted to ask you like where that comes from, because you know, as anyone who's been listening knows that I've been like really into movies for two years ish and anything prior to that. I mean, now I'm getting good at this shit, but like Prior to that, I wasn't like able to just pin directors and ping actors and actresses, whereas you kind of always have been as long as I've known you. How did that come to be? Is that just like hours of stacked up watching movies or do you feel like you have like a special like knack for that? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, years, years stacked up watching movies, being a, a bit of a cinephile since I was probably in high school. Like my my dad and well, my mom, too. My Both my parents are yeah really into movies. So we watched watched a lot of <clears throat> a lot of movies growing up and then I really kind of made a point in like late high school early university to try to watch all the like greatest films of all time kind of thing <laughs> all the like right. big, you know hit all the movies from the big directors and you know watch all the Oscar noms every year so that 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 uh yeah just built up knowledge and I'm also a bit of a, a Wikipedia nut so just like <laughs> cruising cruising wikipedia all the time right you got that good behind the scenes info yeah um when you watch a movie like some people then do like immediately like you mentioned wikipedia they immediately deep dive into like imdb and like hit the trivia right away are you like one of those people as well or yeah i guess not so much imdb but i yeah i like to you know read the wikipedia page read a little you know, whatever interesting tidbits, how the how the movie came about. If it's like based on a book, then you know, l l see what that book was all about, and um, you know, learn about any actors that actors actresses that I didn't previously know about. So yeah, 
definitely. Yeah, I feel like one of the things like that 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 I feel like I've gotten m- more like to do is that I'll check out a, like if I'm watching a movie, I'll almost always now have like letterbox open and like then I'll go to the director and like see what else they've done, especially yeah. if it's a director I'm not that familiar with. I definitely never used to do that and now it's helping like lead me to like watching more sweet movies and obviously today we're going to be talking all about directors but i feel like that was a massive step in in i think like discovering what i might like as opposed to say like just opening netflix or opening prime or something and then just like hitting one of the movies and watching it is like you watch a sick movie and you're like wow this is awesome then you go to their director catalog and you see they've done seven feature films and you're like oh sick i'm gonna hit hit a point of these as well yeah for yeah, sure yeah kev just Kev, just talking about how you're like you sometimes watch with like letterbox on your phone like in your hand and you're like looking up the cast and you're kind of like scrolling through yeah uh i can't remember if i talked about this during our rom-com draft episode but we got a lot of flack for not drafting crazy stupid love (laughs) and i think um, that's kind of fair fair criticism especially because yeah my my selections were just not (laughs) rom-coms Yes, well done. Thank you for thank you for owning up to that. <laughs> well, as, uh, but, as judged by a court of my peers, but yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, but like one thing that I got burned and like a, a reason why I struck it off from my draft board was when I watched Crazy Stupid Love, I was like looking up the cast and stuff and I just was scrolling through and I saw Emma Stone's name of like the character's name and it was the same last name as Steve Carell's. And then, oh. and then, like the big reveal right. that they're like she's his daughter, and is now dating Ryan Gosling, and there's that conflict was like spoiled for me probably 30, 40 minutes before that actually <laughs> happened on screen. So when I watched it with my girlfriend Sam, uh, that happened. She was like stoked. That was like her favorite movie watching month, and that was one where she was like pretty excited to watch. And uh, we yeah we watched it, and then the reveal happened. She's like looking at me like. Oh, oh, is he is he gonna get excited? <laughs> and I was like, "It's my bad, I ruined it." So, right. well, the good yeah, thing about it, like, yeah, I've definitely rom-com, done that before. Rom-com reveals. I feel like rom-com reveals are like not that. I don't know. You know, like no, that, it's about the journey. It's not devastating, I guess. No, there's not many like twists and turns in uh, in rom-coms. Right. Um, Dre, I wanted to ask you, uh, we've watched a lot of movies together the past two years, uh, mostly, most of them over WhatsApp, um, but we've done some in person recently. So I wanted to ask, uh, kind of hearkening back to the first episode that Kevin and I did where we talked about our co-watches, uh, has, been, has there been any memorable co-watches uh, that have stood out to you? Uh, yeah, I think the, the first one that came to mind when you said that was... Uh, gladiator on carrie's birthday shout out out to carrie (laughs) that was a lot of fun 13 people or something that was a lot of fun yeah that was big a big crew and yeah just whatsapps were just piling up everyone you know picking off lines right before they happen and all that it was it was good the gifts just out of control gifts everything (laughs) that one's a fun one because we've all like it, I everyone assume everyone it. had yeah. seen it. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't like, I need to hear this exact line by Maximus or whatever. Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers or right. anything. It's yeah. yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, that was we, a good one. Yeah, we had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was happening. Oh, right. We were on like ultra lockdown. Um, yeah. 
Uh, sweet. Before we move on to our homework, I because I know we're going to need all of our allotted time for our director draft. Um, I just wanted to bring up the fact that we saw Dune, the three of us, plus Dre's fiance and special guest on the Flicks and Chilled rom-com draft, Alana. So the four of us went to watch Dune. And I know we chatted a little bit about it afterwards, but I just wanted to get your sense. Maybe Dre, you go first. Like, what did you think of it? Uh, I actually haven't seen the like the original David Lynch one, and I haven't read the book, so I was like pretty new to it, and I thought it was awesome. But what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really good. It was a really conducive to watching in theaters. I thought it was a it's like a really big movie, um, you know, yeah, sci fi, huge spaceships, all, all that all that kind of thing. So it was it was a lot of fun. Really good cast. It honestly it um, it surprised me. I I, I feel like I came in with pre- pretty low expectations. Um, just because yeah, I don't I don't know why. I just didn't I didn't think I would like it that much. I thought it would just kind of be like a fluffy like pop popcorn movie. But I I thought it was yeah a lot. Not a with lot, not with our boy not with yeah. our boy Denis Villeneuve behind the behind the camera. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, yeah, my biggest takeaway was how much Jason Momoa kicked ass in it as Duncan Idaho. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Yeah, that, that's his character name. Uh, yeah. But he had a fun part to play. Yeah. And I was like trying to think about like who is like my favorite action star right now. And just like after watching that movie and watching him fight and like scream and all the hand to hand combat that you see him go through. Maybe it's him. I don't know. I like I'd have to like sit down and think about it, but he puts up a good case because he's like awesome in the role and he like had a couple jokes, worked well. I liked him. So yeah. he was my favorite part of it. Um and yeah, it's been greenlit for a part two now. So we're we're gonna get to see how it finishes. Yeah, so I'd be sweet. shocked if it didn't after especially after, you know, how well it's doing and how well it seems to be being received um i have two shout out moments one like obviously the spaceship coming out of underwater that was sick i, mm-hmm. I i'm sure that's like happened in other sci-fi movies I'm, i wouldn't consider myself necessarily a sci-fi like master or anything but that was awesome and there's nothing like slow like spaceship taking off and landing all that shit, shit is unreal also you know the like imperial or uh, fuck, I'm gonna mess up the things, but like there's there's the, the special troopers that they send. They look like stormtroopers, like, kind of yeah. And how they like f- they like floated down. That's yeah. sick. Yeah, that was really cool. I've watched that since multiple times. I'm like, oh, there's nothing. Yeah, and especially in the theater when it was like big and kind of silent during that moment, and they're all like floating down, and then the Fremen people who are all there underground sick. Really, some really cool parts. Audibly, audibly in the in the theater, I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> multiple yeah. times <laughs> did you see that yeah that was Kyle, awesome did you see that <laughs> <laughs> it's good i got to sit next to alana and we're both like a little bit talky like a little bit like not too much we weren't hope, pissing anyone off i hope but it's like oh that's sick a little whisper here and there yeah you're you're definitely into the like the chats a and little chats yeah but i don't want to ruin anyone's experience so i'm not like just like you know horrifying no, you're not like, loud or anything no no, you're good, man. You're good. Okay, let's Should get our, our homework? homework. Yeah, let's get our homework out of the way so we can get absolutely drafting. Uh, Dre, as our special guest, did the homework, which is pretty oh, yeah. awesome. Oh yeah. So um, hadn't seen either of them to... previously. Perfect. Either. 
Perfect. So um, it gives us a chance to really dive into them. I assigned Cal Old Boy and Cal assigned me Be Kind Rewind. So Cal, why don't you kick us off with Old Boy? Okay. So uh, it's by the director Park Chan-wook. It is a Korean film from, I think it's 2003. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, And it's one of the movies in the Vengeance trilogy, which I hadn't seen any of them. And this old boy is still the only one that I've seen. Uh, So just like run through the plot a little bit. And this is a hard one to like talk about with without like doing like spoilers. I think we can talk like a little bit about them. I won't try necessarily talk about like the main twist. How, how do we how do we want to no, approach this? Yeah, don't don't give out any twists because it's it's a yeah. huge twist. It's a huge okay. twist, and I think if people haven't seen it and, and they listen to this, they should check it out because it's pretty sick too. Yeah, it, it's really good. Um, okay, so there's a character named uh, Daisu, and Odaisu. at the beginning of the movie, yeah, Odaisu, and he is kidnapped uh, by people that we don't know. And he's held captive in what looks like a hotel room uh, for 15 years. And he doesn't know why. And he's just in there shadow boxing, watching TV, getting gassed every once in a while. Just <laughs> getting strong, learning how to fight. And eventually he's released. And so he kind of goes on this little mission to uncover the reasons why he was kidnapped. And while seeking vengeance for his kidnapping, he uh, meets a young sushi chef named Mido. Mido? Mido? Mido. And they form, they begin a romantic relationship. And so kind of the two of them are like going around town trying to figure out why, like fulfill his mission that he's on uh, to be, uh, I guess, like to figure out why he was imprisoned and the movie keeps you in the dark for you eventually learn but it keeps you in the dark for a really long time i thought the movie was awesome i did a a co-watch with our friends uh jeffy and kaylee and that was really cool um yeah i i really enjoyed it kev this is one of the ones that you've recommended me that i liked the most so kudos to you uh, and it really reminded me of watching another movie that's done by Park Chan-wook, uh, The Handmaiden, uh, because there's several twists and turns. And um, yeah, I violence. thought it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The violence. It like it it re- it made me think of a couple movies that I've watched recently that I think we're, I'm going to have to talk about at like in like a December episode. Um but I've been I've been getting into the body horror genre because I watched these two movies by Julia Do, Do Cool Do Cool No, uh, Raw and Titan. Both movies are awesome and they are like unforgiving and they make you feel like super uncomfortable with the scenes that they'll show. And like she goes way further, but Old Boy also has some like violent scenes which are like equally uncomfortable not equally but like very uncomfortable and yeah i i really recommend recommend it uh i'll talk a little bit more about it but what did you what what are your guys first thoughts Trey? what'd you think yeah it was awesome it was really really good i mean it is it's dark it is really dark (laughs) and twisted and sadistic and like 
like messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To to be honest, it is. It's yeah. Alana did not watch any of it. She she was every time she poked her nose in the room, she was like, "Oh, what are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> He's eating a squid. <laughs> I want to talk about that. I mean, um, it is, about yeah. this, oh, go on, go on, okay. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I was gonna say I I I feel like that says a little bit about our our interest in movies that we all liked it and and you know a lot of people I don't think would like it because it's 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 pretty it's pretty it's it can be hard to watch at times but it was yeah re- really good and you know it just keeps you on the keeps you on your toes the whole time you have no idea what's going on yeah it's pretty um it's like at the beginning and through that first half when you really have no like no idea what's going on it's good because it's not like because i feel like some movies like let you let the viewer know what's going on but not the characters and so you're like a little more comfortable but definitely in that first like stretch of time you're just as uncomfortable as daisa because he's he doesn't know what's going on neither do you and you're like what's happening like i feel like when i watched that i was just asking i was like what's going on like out loud i was like did we miss like his the reasoning for all this and then it's like okay it just starts to like slowly unravel for you but yeah. um that's nice i feel like that's it's like at the time you're like oh i don't get it but that's the point yeah. <laughs> so yeah i was kind of second guessing myself because i was wondering like are my subtitles incorrect here because like i, I feel like i'm missing something but the payoff by the end all comes together um one thing that i learned is so like this isn't a spoiler but it when he uh he goes and meets Mido. There's, he goes and eats a squid, and she's like octopus. the sous chef, so she pre- octopus. octopus. Yeah, yeah. She, she prepares it for him, but by pre- preparing it, she just like gives it to him, and he takes it from her, and he eats a live squid. Yeah, and uh, I I learned from my my little Wikipedia adventure that it took. Uh, four live octopods to complete the scene yeah i read about that too (laughs) (laughs) that's just real he just he just ate an octopus (laughs) yeah thanks no no special effects or you know fake (laughs) octopus like food that he ate that was just legit ate a live octopus that's why that's gross um (laughs) because it's it's gross in the scene like yeah it's like gnarly looking he looks completely like deranged, maladjusted. <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. He's been alone in a room for 15 years. Yeah. He doesn't like know why either. So it sucks to be yeah. him. I, I did have, yeah. I mean, I, I briefly talked about this with Kev, but a, a, a just a big like nit, nit to pick with it, with the, with the yeah. plot of the movie. <laughs> I guess we should, I guess give a, a spoiler spoiler alert, or should we should we not uh, mention it? Sure, you can. Yeah, that's fine. You can just do spoiler alert for the All next right, minute. Spoiler alert! Don't listen. But um, I just felt like the the punishment didn't fit the crime. You know? Yeah. Why? Please. For sure. <laughs> Why like, is she sure. so mad? You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I get like I get why, but it just doesn't fit. Like his vengeance against Odaisu was like among the most twisted and elaborate complex like revenge schemes imaginable <laughs> and what did Odaisu do to him like just spread some spread yeah. spread some gossip spread yeah. some gossip really spread some truths spread some truths. like it's not even like he was like gossip fabricating anything I know yeah 
But you're right. So, like, it's, yeah. we're just meant to believe that, um, what's his name? Lee, Lee Woo Jin was just, just a <laughs> twisted psychopath and really... Yeah. Really and just got like set loose. When, set loose once like, his yeah. once his sister passed away. Yeah. Good looking yeah. dude. Very good looking dude. He's got a cool, hot ass got a cool closet. Yeah, I liked how yeah. like they were meant to be like they well they're the same age right they're in school together but mm-hmm. um you know Lee Woo Jin looked like twenty years younger than Otaisu. <laughs> it's like he, well, you know, that's sold, what happens when you're yeah sold his soul to the devil kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also 15 years of solitary confinement and being gassed every day or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's do Be Kind Rewind. Oh, actually, one final note before we do uh, we do this, that Spike Lee directed the English language remake, uh, and I haven't seen it. Apparently, it's really bad, like really bad. It stars Josh Brolin as the Daisu character. Oh, yeah, Daisu what are they character. thinking there? I... I don't know, but I actually watched the trailer today before we recorded, and it's like, it looks like it stays pretty true yeah. to like a lot of the like uh, cinema and everything, and a lot of the settings and all that sort of stuff. But um, in any case, uh, it it was apparently it's really bad. Okay, Callan, you assigned me "Be Kind Rewind," two thousand eight, mm-hmm. two thousand eight drama comedy directed by Michael Gondry, same director as Eternal Sunshine. That's pretty cool. Um, it stars Most Def, Danny Glover, and Jack Black. And I'll just do a little po- uh, little plot rundown and see if I can get it in a couple of sentences. Uh, basically, uh, <laughs> Jack Black uh, and his friend Most Def are uh, their pals, and Jack Black becomes magnetized when he's trying to break into the local power plant. He's a bit of a, I don't know, like kind of like a drifter, lives in a trailer right by the power plant, bit of an odd guy and an interesting cat. And he gets his body magnetized and then goes into the video store that Danny Glover owns that Must Def is like looking after and wipes all the tapes by just like being in there. He like mag- he like demags all the like film, I guess. And as a result, when like customers want to come in and, st- and get movies from the shop, they are blank. And... Uh, at this juncture, Danny Glover's like away and has left Moss Def's character in charge. Um, and so between uh, <laughs> Jack Black's character and Moss Def's character, they try to remake the movies that people are interested in renting. So for the very first example is Ghostbusters. Basically, they say, like, come back and you can rent it. And then they go out and they try to shoot their version of Ghostbusters between the two of them doing all the characters and everything and like creatively making all the sets and whatnot and then they shoot these little movies and then rent them out as if it's the real one and and um, charge and charge 20 times the price and charge <laughs> <laughs> um essentially it's them doing this a whole bunch of times trying to remake all these movies they're trying to make some money they're trying to make money to save the like space because they're not making enough and the buildings get torn down. Uh, that's like the major conflict. And uh, meanwhile, Danny Glover is like off trying to like learn about how to make his store like more up to date with DVDs and whatnot. So, um, yeah, that's kind of that's basically the plot. And my initial notes are that it was like pretty weird, pretty goofy. Um, and I feel like you really had to uh suspend the belief because when they when they like make their first remake video i was like well they're fucked 
I mean, like, that's just what I thought. I just thought, like, that the woman that rented it is going to come back and be like, it's unacceptable. <laughs> this isn't the movie. And you'd be mad. But instead, everyone really likes their remakes. And once you're, like, once, you know, you as the viewer are just okay with that, then it all starts to, like, fall into place as people start to line up to rent these movies, to, to like, ask for movies, to want to be in them. They start casting the members of the town. Um, yeah, so I think it was obviously kind of, like, a goofy premise, but once you start to, like, believe in it, then it starts to become quite sweet because at the end, like, really what it's about is bringing the town together, having that connection, learning more about history of your town, and then, like, at the end of the day, like, they're not going to be able to, like, save their, uh, like, save the video store realistically with the amount of money that's that it is. But, like, they can enjoy, like, moments together and connectivity and whatnot. So, um, at, by the end, I was like, oh, this is quite sweet. But, it, you know, it took me a while to get there. In the beginning half, I was more like, this is so weird and not believable. <laughs> but, um, enjoyable nonetheless. Uh... Yeah. I mean, I liked nice. it. I think definitely the the like second half was really important for my viewing pleasure because I think the first half I was like, all right, like what's actually happening here? Cuz this is like there's no way these people are going to like in like like these movies, <laughs> you know. Trey, what did you think of it? I honestly wasn't the biggest fan. Um <laughs> <laughs> feel like i didn't it didn't really didn't really grab me and draw me in i mean that's not to say there's you know anything to really like dislike it's just maybe not really my my style of movie more of a more of an old boy guy uh but uh i mean there was still there was still some pretty endearing parts like i was saying to kev the other day i I thought it was really funny they're like special effects if you want to call them like how they actually made the movies on their like super low budget you know, like swinging on the monkey bars on at a playground, and like have their their yeah. big like map of a city below them when they're doing rush hour two, and they're like hanging off the edge of the building <laughs> to make it look like they're five hundred feet in the air or whatever. All that all that was 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 pretty uh, pretty creative and and enjoyable. Yeah, they're like cardboard cars, and they're yeah. like, and by the end, like I started to feel more. Like, by the end, like, the whole town wanted to be, like, in a movie with them. And, like, like you know, and that was, like, I was, like, oh, this is actually just, like, fun now. Like, everyone's on board. It, like, mm-hmm. it took a long time for me to feel like this is could be happening. And then by the end, it's just, like, yeah. I was thinking more, like, man, these guys are just making, like, sick little YouTube shorts. They shouldn't be selling them in the video cassette box. Like, you know what I mean? They're just making, like, cool little, like, low-budget remakes of, like, pop movies. Um but yeah, Cal, what, what, did, what did you feel? Or how, how did you feel about it? Yeah, so it's been a while since I watched it, but um, this was a recommendation, again, from my friend Kaylee, and she's always wanted, she listens to the pod every 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 time, and she always wants us to do a, a section, a segment, where we have a listener who like suggests that we watch a movie and then we talk about it. And so this was like my little homage to that. And I was like, Kaylee loves this movie. I'm going to check it out. And then I kind of like went in the same way as like you two first half, especially like Kev similar sentiments where like first half I was like, what am we, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> we're just like talking about like a video store. I don't know. But then 
It was the uh, Dre, what you were talking about when they refilmed Rush Hour Two. That's when I was hooked, <laughs> and uh, I like I got all into it at that point. And there's like a part near near the end where they're doing like a, a screening of one of their remakes, and it like rather than showing the remake that the whole community had helped them film and showing what they had created. Uh, the movie like decided to film it from like the, like the camera's perspective of where the screen is. So you're just looking at the faces of the audience mm-hmm. and like the re- seeing their reaction. And I yeah, really how much that. It means to just, them. Yeah, yeah, everything. And it just like it made, it made me feel warm and fuzzy. And you know, sometimes sometimes we need that. So I enjoyed it. It's a good one. Be crying, rewind. Good ending. I, I I would agree with you. Good ending. Like, happy feeling ending. Nice. Sometimes um, you gotta feel happy. Okay, Callan, uh, just a, a quick aside here. I uh, didn't watch my homework last episode. <laughs> no, you're a bad <laughs> well, boy, Callan. I only, I, only I only have to watch one movie between the time that we record, <laughs> and I didn't do it. It was called The Wife, starring Glenn Close and Jonathan Price, and I just wanted to make a small mention to it. Um, I thought it was really good. It was like really sad. It was a really sad watch. Um, yeah. And the other movie you suggested I watch was Chef, but you um, didn't actually give it as homework. So I watched both of them doing extra credit here. And I watched them on the same night and I watched Chef first and The Wife second. And I should have done it the other way around, I think, because The Chef was like, like, fiery and fun and like really feel good and it was like all happy vibes the entire time amazing like food imagery and just like really good jokes all that sort of stuff and then i watched the Mm -hmm. wife right after and i was like man this is a different pace and so i wouldn't necessarily recommend a co-watch or a combo watch of those two but the wife uh, on its own it really stands up obviously glenn close is incredible she's so good in it yeah and i I like Jonathan Price. I like only see him as Elliot Carver from Tomorrow Never Dies. I don't know if you guys get that reference, Dre. You probably do. Yeah. The guy who like wants to start World War Three. <laughs> that's my like number one Jonathan Price like movie. And so anytime he talks, I'm like, yo, it's Elliot Carver from. Oh, Tomorrow he's Never the Dies. he's the media mogul guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I've seen that movie a lot of times. Yeah. It's probably one of my most rewatched Bonds. So, in any case, Cal, thanks for signing wife. I'm glad I got to it. I'm off the hook now. I'm free. <laughs> good for you um let's do it okay we're about half an hour in we're gonna fire off on our director draft now um yeah basically uh for those of you who have listened to episodes we've done drafts we've done rankings um we usually like to do that as our feature discussion um and similar to our rom-com draft we're gonna um have some categories here uh we're gonna randomize the draft order do a little snake draft but cal do you want to maybe just describe it a little more in detail and describe the um categories and then i'm gonna get us set up on random.org for our draft order okay so uh, yeah, we so we have six categories, and so the categories we're 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 just drafting movie directors. So the categories are uh, Academy Award winner for best director. Lots of names in there, lots of heat, and then a director that has multiple nominations for best director, but has no wins. That's our second category. <laughs> I love that so, category. So it sounds kind of niche, but then once you like get into it, it's a lot of heat, a lot of too. lot lot of big names. Yeah. So multiple nominations, but zero wins. 
Then we have black indigenous person of color, people of color. Uh, That's our third category. We have female director. It's our fourth category. International films as our international filmmaker, uh, foreign filmmaker, foreign language filmmaker as our fifth category. And then we have wild card. You can do anything you want. Uh, Yeah, feel feel free to go anywhere. Um, And the only thing that I was going to mention for these is... Uh, I feel like I had something to say, but I can't remember what it was now. So, yeah. Um, I guess one thing I wanted to mention was like in the foreign language international, it's like we talked about a lot about this category and like where we wanted to go with it because, um, you know, for example, like French language movie, like, is that like, we had talked about that, I guess like French Canadian language movie is like not eligible, but like a friend, like a movie director in France making it is eligible. Is that right? Just want to clarify. Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. I think so. Um, okay. And, you know, I, I listed those categories out in order, but when we're drafting, we can go all over the place. So, you know, I said Academy Award for Best Director as our first category. Right. You can draft a female first if you'd like. You can, you right, can draft you can a wild anywhere. card. Yeah, you can do anything. Right. There's, and that, that actually brings me to a, card. to a question. Dre, without giving anything away, like, did you come in? I know you have your draft board in your mind and maybe a little on some full scap down there. But uh, do you did you come in with any kind of strategy without giving anything away? But, like, do you have a draft strategy? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm saying, like, I, you know, don't have my draft notes like you guys. But I, I've been definitely been thinking about this for at least a month now. And, like, like what, like focusing on watching movies for directors that I might want to draft because some of the categories I'm finding are maybe a little thin. Like it's, it's might be tough. There, there might be some directors that, you know, like you guys already pick. And then I'm like, well, I don't really, I've only seen one or two movies by the, the other two I might want to pick. So I should watch the rest of their catalog. So so I've been yeah. definitely strategizing in that regard and um, just, you know, which categories I think are going to be the most competitive between the three of us. Like, I think some of them are are ones that are not going to be very competitive at all. Like all of us could take whoever we want in the last round. It's going to be fine. And other ones, it's there's there's just, right. less, you know, fewer directors that that I think we're going to be competing over so to speak. So yeah, I'd say a lot of strategizing and I've, I've got a pretty big substantive, uh, notes on, on, on the, on the paper you gave me there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <I'm glad. Hey. laughs> I, I want to see that paper afterwards. Yeah. I think, um, I agree to a certain extent that, that there's some, like some cat some categories that are competitive, but I think because we added the wild card in as like our, as a category, I think it does mean like if someone goes in that direction, it could strip, like it yeah. will strip down some of the categories like fairly quickly. I so it makes a big I'm, difference. The wild adding a yeah. wild card category in makes a big yeah. difference. Also, I think I'm I just like went in with like one of my goals is to pick directors that I really like. I'm not necessarily trying to like pick like quote unquote like the best or the like most notable. So that's good in some regard because it might like open up some ones that i'm like oh i'm a big fan of this director but maybe it's not yeah. you, know, you guys aren't as I much feel like, i feel like we're all on the same page there right we're 
Yeah, we're I mean, that our, sounds like a losing strategy, like. but... <laughs> well, I am trying to draft the best team as well, but I feel like <laughs> that will, like, overlap a little bit. Um, but yeah, I guess knowing where to start is, is pretty hard. So, anyway, without further ado, let's get started. Um, I'll do the randomizer right now, so you guys will just have to trust me because I'm seeing it on my screen. Um, and then we'll do a classic mm. snake draft. Dre, you're no... no uh, um, stranger to snake drafts, fantasy snake drafts, and neither are you, Cal. So we don't have to go into detail explaining that. I'm going to randomize it. Okay, first overall pick is Dre. Kev's in the Let's two go. spot, and Cal, you got the turnaround. So the one, snake. two, okay. and three. Right. That's music to my ears. I was most worried about my first, my first pick. Let me just mark that down cal you're on the turnaround okay well let's get started then dre i figure um also as we do this uh you know we'll obviously talk a little bit about the directors we pick and that'll be kind of like the the system we go with i don't think we need a timer to put anyone on the clock but uh, if someone's dragging their feet or vamping too much we'll we'll just give them a little friendly pressure dre first overall pick first overall pick i'm going cohen brothers in best director winners um in and right I thought that first, I mean, to preface it, I thought that this category was actually not that easy. I, Agreed. I, I yeah. think it's yeah. it's tough to to find a large number of directors that I, that I really wanted to draft. But I think I'm obviously very thankful I got first pick and was able to take, like, maybe my number one. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of the Coen brothers. I think they're, they have... I mean, some amazing movies and just a really wide variety from, you know, some of my favorite like crime films to also some amazing comedies and even crime comedies like Raising Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a sick pick. Um, I feel like uh, I think I'm probably not out of line in saying that Coen Brothers are right near the top of the board for everyone. Um, and definitely, I, I completely agree. I feel like this, the Academy Award winner category feels like a tough one to get um, because, you know, it might not be like, I mean, the Academy Award winners aren't always like mov- movie makers who have like seven or eight dimes that you really like. So, yeah, um, so they, yeah nice pick. Yeah. And they've, yeah, they won, I guess they won for No Country for Old Men and yeah. have Sick only movie. been... Or no, they've been nominated three times. Fargo, No Country, Fargo. and True Grit. Mm. Um, which is, I mean, I guess a little surprising. I maybe would have expected a few more noms, but... Um, you got a little, like, two-for-one action there, too. You get two people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to come up with, like, seven directors. You probably could. There, there are some, like, duo teams and stuff that you could try to work into your board, come out with the most yeah. possible directors. Um, good pick. Cohen Brothers off the board. Cal, you're up. Oh, I guess it should be said no, that once I'm not. Oh, I'm up. Oh, frick. Sorry. Um, it should be said yeah. that once a director is taken, they can't be taken in any other category. Just so we're Correct. clear in the rules. Okay, I'm up. Um, this is hard. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I'm safe in going this direction. But I'm gonna go with. Uh, Fincher in multiple noms. Wow. Snake and Callan there. (laughs) Snake and Callan's boy. Okay. I mean, I feel like there's a bunch of all of our 
boys in quote unquote in that category. Yeah, but I thought we had a sort of a uh, agreement. We weren't going to take take Fincher. (laughs) Callan just gets him. (laughs) No, no. It's war out there. I mean, Zodiac is probably one of my favorite movies I've watched in the last like five plus years. I think it's so sick and I've watched it twice now in the last year or so. Um, He was nominated for uh, Benjamin Button and Social Network has never won. Um, Was he nominated for Mank Mank. as well? Mank. Yeah. Which you Um, never even saw. So how dare you touch? (laughs) Oh, please. There's a good chance that as I'm drafting through here, I haven't seen the whole collection of a lot of them. Like that's one of the things we were talking about before um, that I just feel like you have to be have to be comfortable going in knowing that like, hey, here's a director that's had three or four sick ones that I really like, but I haven't seen two or three of their others and I have to go for it anyway. Um, but that is a good point. Um, and Social Network's just another absolute um, stellar movie. Uh, we watched the game. Dre, did we watch that together? No, no that was you, me. you guys watched oh, it. We, I've seen oh, it, though. Right. It's, yeah, it's awesome. We watched it. A sick movie. Yeah, Pack Room, sick movie as well. Young Kristen Stewart. So, um, I feel like there was. I just flipped a coin between three, three guys in that category. We watched. And it was um, like, there's there's a like big take, three. It there. was like take your pick. We watched and Seven and Panic Room together, the three of us. Oh my god! Yes. Last year. Yeah, Seven is so good. Two as more well. Finchers there. Um, Fincher off the board. Sorry, Cal. All right, I'm on the turn. Th- throw that's a loop, okay. That's throw okay. a loop in your strategy there. I'm getting the one that I want. Um, so I'm going to go to like this guy's got some heat, <laughs> and it, so I'm going to go to Academy Award winner, mm-hmm. and I, I'm just going to list off like a bunch of these movies. Like we're going to start with Jaws, Ooh. Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> Hook. You know, like a, a I love a kids Hook. movie. I love Hook. It's good. Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Oscar winner. Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Oscar winner. The guy's still making stuff. Ready Player One was like pretty good. Came out in 2018. And we're getting West Side Story all by Steven Spielberg. Mm, Nice. The guy works a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I feel really good about this one. It's kind of what I wanted to go first uh, with in this uh in in this category and i don't feel like i need to say too much about spielberg like he's been around since 1975 so if you haven't heard about him i don't know why you're listening (laughs) to him up yeah (laughs) josh jesse park yeah and then on the turn i'm gonna go with uh i'm going non-winners and then i'm gonna go quentin tarantino yeah Mm. Okay. I feel good about that. Um, I was kind of like staring at his list of movies recently and like trying to come up with my favorite one. And yeah, it's probably Pulp Fiction. But I like, I really like the the first Kill Bill. I really like as well. I watched that with Kev. Watched both of those with you. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Also in yeah. Glorious Bastards. Yes. Which he got nommed for, I think, right? He did. Yeah. 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 He's been nommed for Inglorious Bastards and Pulp Fiction. And uh and Once Upon a Time. Once Upon in a Hollywood. Time in Hollywood, yeah. Good movie. Yeah. We saw that together, and, Dre. Yeah. And his uh 
apparently he's he says he's retiring after his ninth movie, which I, I don't know when it's coming out. I don't nothing's been announced, but he's uh, he's on eight right now. So maybe we'll get a retirement from him soon. So, yeah, yeah those are my maybe. two. All right. So it's coming back to me. Um, OK, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go female here. Going under the assumption that, well, I don't want to give away my draft strategy. So um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go into the female directors and I'm going to take Greta Gerwig. So, um, yeah, I'm not surprised. I should have put my shirt on. Um, yeah, just an awesome director, awesome actress. And, uh, and I think one of the reasons I feel like when we were talking about like doing this draft, it's like, I, I feel like I'm also not necessarily just drafting on like current, like I'm kind of imagining like a keeper league here oh. and like, <laughs> And like I know that wasn't in the draft, and I know that wasn't in the Ooh, draft bummer, rules, bummer, but Callen. like, <laughs> yeah, I just took the guy who's Spielberg's like, like years old, Tarantino's only got one more and... movie coming out. <laughs> yeah, jump that on me right now. Um, no, I mean body of work matters a great deal in this, but I also feel like it'll be pretty sick to look back in a few years having double G on this list, being like, yeah, she's she's sick and only getting better. Um, yeah, director Little Women. Um, Lady Bird and has the new Barbie movie coming out mm -hmm. starring Ooh. get this I don't know if you knew this but you, Callan probably did Dre didn't starring Margot Robbie as Barbie and Ryan Gosling as Ken okay yeah I think Anne Hathaway's in it too I did I feel like I if did you... not know that but that's not that surprising that's uh... I mean I feel like if you were like hey cast Ken and Barbie you get three people like you like they're like hey Kev like pick three actors and three actresses to play like Ken and Barbie I feel like we would we would get them we, we like we would have got it right yeah yeah so I'm stoked on that um and yeah Greta Gerwig's awesome she's I mean what's uh, the what's the story what's the plot of, of Barbie <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know but I'm I'm gonna watch that movie It'll be beautiful to look at. I can tell you that. That's for sure. She's also a writer. Wrote Francis Ha. Yeah. And which started we watched, Kev. Yeah. Yeah. That movie was awesome. Um, all right. So I've got David Fincher and Greta Gerwig. And now we're back to Dre for a turnaround. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm just looking at my, my board here. And I mean, there's... There's going to be so many directors that no one's going to pick because I've, I've just written down. <laughs> we like, can do an honorable mention section at down the end. like five per category here, and and yeah, um, I'm gonna hmm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in the women category, female directors, and go with Catherine Bigelow. Nice, um, sick, yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan of of her Academy Award winner Hurt Locker, uh, that's that's true Hurt Locker. <laughs> I remember watching that when it came out and just just like, you know, mind blown. Just loving Jeremy Renner. It's just just a wild movie. Also, I didn't actually know that she directed Point Break until, like, years after I watched it for the first time. But that's that's kind of like a cult cult classic for me and you know some some friends feel like everyone everyone loves 
the Bodhisattva. Point Break's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Point Break's awesome. Um, and yeah, I think, was that her first sort of feature? If not, um, like her not first sure. breakout that feature, was a, for that sure. That was a while back. Um, and then um, Zero Dark Thirty more more um, more recently. Yeah, I've I've seen Zero Dark Thirty a surprising amount of times considering the topic and the like length. It's like a long ass like military movie. Yeah, and I've probably seen it like four or five times. So <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, big Bigelow fan. Um, About Point Break, uh, a couple months ago, I Kev, you like rewatched it or something, and I think you right. saw that I had it rated like three or three and a half on letterbox and i was like and you personally offended yeah and you texted me and you're like what is it with this rating who hurt you did you mistakenly hit the wrong like thing on your phone and then you were like oh whatever and then you just moved on with your day yeah i don't know but yeah i I liked your comment of like who hurt you someone someone wronged you something something must must be wrong must be down today something's something's up yeah Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd consider Point Break like the greatest film ever, but it's a it's a awesome movie. I mean, it's particularly like a you know ultimate hotel room kind of kind of movie. Everyone's seen it and just just fun. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, who's up? Okay, I'm I'm. It's back to me on Dre's the turn. Back to you. I. I'm gonna go with the uh, with Steve McQueen in the uh, Black Indigenous People of Color. Nice, oh. nice, 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 nice. Take him off my board. Yeah. I mean, I have a pretty good idea of you, who you're taking in that category, Callan. I think. But um, <laughs> yeah, Steve. Mc- so Steve McQueen was one that I I hadn't seen many of his films until like a month month and a half ago and i and i i watched 12 years a slave for the first time i just so i don't know good. how i missed that when it when it came through <laughs> but i like i you know i didn't watch it in theaters and then every every time i suggested watching it people are always like oh no nah, i don't want to watch that but it's really good you should watch it but i don't want to watch yeah. it it's too heavy <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily like a fun it's like not a fun group rewatch. No, it's it's not, but it's it's extremely amazing. Like I'm I'm glad I watched that. I watched uh, I also watched Widows. Have you guys seen Widows? No. It's so yeah. good, right? Oh, Kev, check it check out. Check it out. Okay. It's a it's a good time. Um and then I watched one of his small acts. Oh, uh, which, one? Rock? Uh, which one? Mangrove. Mangrove. The, the lovers rock is the, the like the full feature one yeah yeah basically it's like yeah it's like an hour and a yeah. half long and about the uh, yeah the what's it called the mangrove nine the 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 trial it's yeah really good um yeah so yeah steve mcqueen he's amazing and i've also seen it's his movie about sex addiction called <laughs> oh uh uh shame shame also with right. fast bender that one was oh yeah he loves yeah, some not, fast not very much fun that one <laughs> um there's some good dano in uh in 12 years of slave oh, yeah. it's like vintage dano he's getting his ass absolutely whooped <laughs> and yeah. he's like all like he's, nasty and pathetic he's a, yeah he's such a like weasel rat in that movie and man fast is amazing in that movie he's, he's amazing just, yeah 
yeah, he's a he's an exceptional bad guy. Yeah. Um, Dre, I would highly recommend in uh, we've talked about it before. Kev mentioned it in the small act series Lovers Rock. Okay. It like teleported me onto a dance floor. Nice. I, I was I was I was in a club and I was just having a good time. <laughs> so feels you like know, you could like not... smoke smoke weed or something before watching that and it would like really like even pump your experience up even more. I don't really are they imbibe in cannabis, but I can only imagine it's like such a <laughs> it's like such a feel, you know, the whole time. Yeah. You gotta play it loud, <laughs> big. Are they all set have a good... in like seventies, eighties London? Yeah. The whole the whole her. there's what I think there's even there's some that haven't like come 60s, out yet. Seventies, right? eighties. No, they've all come. They're out. all out. Yeah, oh, there's okay. five of them. Yeah, there's yeah, red, white, and blue. Alex Weedle. They're they're really good. Yeah, and the yeah. other ones are, are shorter, Lo- right? Some of them are like an hour or so. Yeah. Yeah, Lovers Rock is like, like seventy minutes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think one's called Education. It's like an hour. So. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, got, nice got to keep nice working pick. through the catalog. Um, All right, back I to like you, looked, Kev. I like as you were oh. as you said, Steve McQueen. I was like, oh, I'll just like fire him up on Google so I can see some of his like stuff as we talk about it. Just so I'm like feeling like making sure I know which ones we're talking about. And it's like Steve McQueen is a British actor from 1960 <laughs> whatever, and I'm like, mm, that's not it. <laughs> He's a sick actor, by the way, Steve McQueen. You guys seen Bullet? Like the movie Bullet. The old, no. the old British actor. <laughs> no. no. Oh. <laughs> who you were? Yeah, the guy, the guy right, that came was, up yeah, on Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys should check it um, out. Bullet. I'm on it. But widows, uh, but for real widows. For real's wit. For real widows. Yeah. And then maybe Kev. bullet on the side. And for real Kev, bullet. You'll like widows. Okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna go. Man, I'm really committing to my keeper league. This. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with Jordan Peele in BIPOC. Oh. Okay. Um, now I know it seems a little out of character because I actively talk about not really liking like horror movies, but <laughs> I really, really, really liked Get Out. It's, I mean, it it's you know ascends over the genre because it's it's just insanely good, and um, I really liked Us, and I've watched Us multiple times. Um, and then the other day I went over to Carrie's and Sam was watching us. So we just like watched more of it. So now it's like somehow over the last year I've watched us three times <laughs> and I think it's really good. And I think Jordan Peele is really good. Obviously my relationship with Jordan Peele goes back to like key and Peele comedy sketches, of course. Um, so I feel like I like extra like him in that sense. And then when he became like a feature film director, he was immediately like amazing. And, um, he has, another feature film coming next year, I believe. Um, yeah. And I feel like, and it's, and it's starring Steven Yeun and uh, Daniel Kaluuya. So I feel like if you got those two in your chamber that you're probably going to be spitting out a pretty good flick. So, um, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a massive catalog to draw from, but his ones that he has directed are incredible. And he co-wrote Keanu as well, which is like pretty funny. And, um, yeah, obviously, love him from his Key and Peele days, and yeah, so Jordan Peele in the BIPOC uh, category for me. Nice. Yeah, I mean, like nice. you said, I, I think he's he's going to be around for a while, making yeah making hits. <clears throat> Sweet. 
Okay. Favorite favorite pick. Key and Peel sketch, Dre. <laughs> uh, whew. maybe Noise. Gotta go with Noise. Right? <laughs> Noise. <laughs> Cal, favorite, do you have a favorite Key and Peel sketch? I think it's always been working in the education system. It's uh, oh, been yeah. like the substitute, substitute teacher, teacher from the inner city. <laughs> the one, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that that hits home. I think mine's slap ass. <laughs> yeah, probably my favorite I, one. <laughs> that's probably the one I think of first, actually. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have gone with slap ass. Uh, noise, <laughs> noise is great. Noise is good. Three different ones. That's nice. Uh, who's up, Cal? You get the turnaround. Okay, so I'm just looking at my board here. And I've got left, uh, I have black indigenous person of color, female director, which you guys have both picked. So I don't need to pick those right now. There's no competition yeah. we here. We all know where well, you're they going could get, with that. Someone could right? get taken a wild card. It's true. That is true. <laughs> or international yeah. films too. There's people in color. Yeah. There's a lot that, that has got some overlap between BIPOC and international. Which I'm actually going to go to international right now. And I'm going to go with... Alfonso Cuaron. Hmm. So there's a few yeah. a few categories you could have taken him in. Oscar it's winners. True. Yep. I already took it though. Uh, yeah. So I really like Children of Men. I really like Gravity. Uh, I really like some Roma, classic international which he won films. For. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roma <laughs> is an international Roma's film. Yeah. Yeah. And that 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 allows him to qualify, and you know gravity. Uh, no, Roma. No, I know, <laughs> but oh, <laughs> yes, gravity's cool. Um, but then uh, also my favorite Harry Potter movie, and I'm a big Harry Potter head. Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Of course. So, and that's like where he really he elevated that series before they were like really kind of like kind of chintzy kids movies cool magic it's all good but they're that one's like dark yeah and, uh have you yeah, seen so have you seen e2 mama tambien i haven't but have no every like nope it's uh yeah i mean it, it's 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 something all right it's very <laughs> if you like watching teenagers have sex then it's the movie for you <laughs> Okay, Say Kev, no more. throw that on your list. That's that's right up your alley. <laughs> Kev, throw that on your list. <laughs> Targeted right now. I mean, it's like reading about it. It's it's regarded as like a you know classic Spanish language movie, but it's um, yeah. I mean, it's a coming of age movie about about these like yeah these two teenagers and this older woman who like go on this this road trip across Mexico and and it, I mean also about kind of like the yeah class system in mexico since one of the kids is extremely rich and the other one not so much and how they yeah how they handle that and kind of well eventually grow apart but yeah okay check it out now i'm looking (laughs) maybe think about it i'm looking at my board here and i want to fill in my wild card Oh shit! And I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to look at what you guys have to do. Maybe I can, maybe I can muck something up for one of you. Why? Why you are know? you thinking really come... of it that way? Why don't you just? Yeah, go with your heart, <laughs> yeah. man. Well, who hurt yeah. you? I know I took Fincher, man, but you, you gotta relax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get Kev back. Don't get me back. <laughs> take someone who Kev's. Gonna I think take. I mean, Well, I think Kev was gonna take Paul Thomas Anderson, so. I'm going to do that. That's a good pick. I think that's an ultimate wild yeah. card pick. 
Yeah. Actually, I thought Dre was going to take that. Or multiple noms, for, uh, no win pick. Multiple noms, no wins. Yeah. Which makes that category much more interesting, yeah. in my opinion. I'm, I'm curious to see where um, uh, Dre's going to go with that category. I agreed. You know, maybe looking back on the draft, I may regret not taking Paul Thomas Anderson in that in my on the turn there, um, mm. since like I knew he wasn't getting back to me. But um, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe maybe one of you guys would have taken McQueen or Bigelow. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, PTA. Yeah, PTA. Awesome. Man. Uh, I think, yeah, my favorite movie by him is There Will Be Blood. Uh, but I'm, like, really looking forward to Licorice Pizza. Kev, we did a watch together of The Master. Um, we've all watched Punch Drunk Love. Boogie the Nights. only one that I'm missing is, yeah, Boogie Nights, of course. The only one I'm missing is I haven't seen Inherent Vice. And, Kev, I don't think you have either. That's right. And yeah. I haven't seen Phantom Thread either, which is one of his knobs. Oh, yeah check out check yeah out. that's yeah both of them inherent vice is is pretty light and light and fun <laughs> kind of silly Dre, crime, you weren't you weren't a big you weren't a big phantom thread guy right i i wasn't but i i want to give it another shot i don't think i was in the right give headspace another. when i was when i was watching it because i mean pta daniel day lewis how do you go wrong yeah you got all the all the ingredients in the bowl. I got it's gotta taste good. I also didn't finish watching it when I when we when we oh, watched it. Oh no! So I didn't, well, let's watch guy. it. Let's watch it together. Jay. Yeah, I, I need to hit that phantom thread. I feel like maybe we shouldn't even count it as me not liking it or not like it's just I haven't even seen it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you were in a bad headspace. Yeah. You were probably busy with stuff. You're always doing stuff. But uh, yeah, those were my two picks. So nice we're back pick. To I think. Kev. Yeah, I think Paul, I mean, PTA definitely messed up my like wild card rankings, I think. But it luckily I have my multiple noms, no wins. And I kind of felt like Fincher, Tarantino and PTA were the big, quote unquote, the big three in the multiple noms, no wins category. Um, yeah. And now they're all off the board. So I will be interested to see where Dre goes there as well. There's definitely a few really good ones left in that category. So I'm not that worried about you, Dre. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, what, what do I have left? OK, so. Um, just recapping the board here. Let's just recap the whole board. Okay, so for Academy Award winner, um, I don't have it yet. Dre has Coen Brothers, Cal has Spielberg. Multiple noms, Cal has Tarantino, I have Fincher, Dre has no one yet. BIPOC, McQueen and Jordan Peele for Dre and I. Uh, female directors, Bigelow for Dre, Gerwig for Kev. International filmmaker, Alfonso Cuaron for Cal and wildcard PTA for Cal. So there's still a lot to be had here. I think I'm going to go Academy Award winner for Best Director. You guys are going to... Um, I feel like I, I'm exposing myself to get kind of harped on here a little bit, <laughs> but I'm ready to defend myself. Um, I'm going to take Steven Soderbergh Ooh, in oh. uh, Best Director. Now, the catch here is... I haven't seen the movie he won Best Director for. <laughs> you haven't so, seen Traffic. Traffic. Uh, which is Traffic, and I haven't seen it. But obviously the oceans are sick. I saw Logan Lucky. Contagion is an awesome, awesome movie. You've seen it multiple times, yeah. Dre. We watched it together. Yeah. Um, obviously Magic Mike, Aaron Brockovich, an other banger. And then he's got No Sudden Move coming out this year. So, yeah. have, you you seen, have you seen um, Side Effects, Kev? Sorry no, I haven't. Cal, you? No. No? 
is that with Rooney Mara? Yeah, Jude Law, Rooney Mara, Catherine Zeta-Jones is good. Yeah. Okay. Kevin, you should watch that movie. It's like, yeah, kind it's, of okay, so, psychological thriller. It's it's. So I it's also, um, as much as like, I, I actually think this is a pretty good pick, despite kind of feeling a little shady for not seeing the picture that they won for. Um which is, you know, it is what it is, but I really like the, I really like Steven Soderbergh's movies. And it's like one of those directors where every time I'm like discovering one of his like old movies, I'm stoked. So I will definitely put side effect into the, into the canon. Um, and I also haven't seen out of sight. Um, we watched let them all talk this week or this year, Cal, which I thought was like solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw that, too. that was fun. <laughs> I think like Lucas hedges. Yeah. Yeah. Soderbergh just makes a really, really good movie. Like that's that's one of the things I really like, but it's like it doesn't seem like there's a lot of like misses, you know. Like Magic Mike's a lot of fun. I I'm a massive fan of Contagion. Obviously, in the last couple of years, that has become a weirdo, like a weird, <laughs> yeah. like, kind of scary, You're a weird dude. Watch, but that movie's really really good. And then obviously, Ocean's Eleven is a Ocean's, m- yeah. massive massive um, banger. So. Fun fun fact I learned about Steven Soderbergh today. He's the only director to be nominated for best director for two films in the same year. Yeah. Oh, uh, what would they? What would they have been? Was the, it Traffic the year he won? The year Traffic he won. and Saren Brockovich. And Brockovich. And Brockovich, right? Yeah, I I also read that today, Dre. That is sick. Good, good for him. Good to see you doing your homework. Yeah. That's like that's pretty impressive. Two and yeah, know, two two huge movies in one year both get on yeah How, has there been actors or actresses that have been nommed for best actor or actress for different movies in the same year i feel like there's been supporting probably or, yeah I, I don't know i would think it's a little it easier as, a, as an actor right not quite the same time commitment i would guess especially yeah, right. a, if, if it's in a supporting role for sure um okay so Soderbergh going into my ranks, joining Fincher, Jordan Peele, and Greta Gerwig. And then we slide it back over to Cal. No, to, no, no, no. To, Dre. To Dre. Dre's. No, no. And these are your final two selections, Dre. Jeez. No, no. I got, oh, no, no, that's not true. I got three. I'm sorry. My board's all messed um, up. Okay. Hmm. I think. Hmm. Okay. I guess both these, yeah, both these guys work for multiple noms, no win. So I'm gonna go with Ridley Scott as my nice. as my first pick. Um, we can put him in multiple noms, no win. Been okay. nominated for Gladiator, Black Hawk Down, and. Thelma and Louise. Um, man, Ridley Scott's made a lot of movies, by the way. <laughs> he's still making them. He's, he's got two coming out like this month, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, last Duel's out, and apparently it's pretty good. Yeah. Or two, yeah, two, two out, and then House of Gucci. And going back to the 70s, Alien, the original Alien, Ridley Scott. Yes. It's and, incredible. Yeah. And uh, Blade Runner. Have you guys seen Blade Runner? The original Blade Runner? I haven't seen yep. it. Yeah. I started watching it this week, like rewatching it. Just just cuz. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I remember watching it the first time and maybe not really getting it, and then watching it maybe second, third time and, and just being like 
yeah, blown away. Just really, really loving it. Um, the, he, of like, he really creates that world. Yeah. So, so vividly. And yeah, yeah it's real. It's awesome. Kind of philosophical. Like what it, what does it mean to be a human versus a robot? <laughs> um, and then for, okay. So we got Ridley Scott there and then I'm going to go Stanley Kubrick in my wild card. Yeah. Um, also, wow, nominated four times, hey? Um, never won. Never won. I'm a yeah, wow. huge fan of The Shining. That's, that's like an all-time, all-timer for me. Um, the Shining. <laughs> the Shining. <laughs> shining for the Simpsons <laughs> fans out there. Um, <laughs> Watch Dr. Strangelove again this summer. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, no. And it's hilarious. No. It's really, it's a, it's a good time. It's, uh, it's, when is it from? Yeah, 64. Whew, it's old, like, Cold War era movie about, like, what would happen if the Soviet Union and the U.S., like, started a, you know, nuclear holocaust right. and the world was about to end. <laughs> but it's a comedy, so it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And, um, <clears throat> Yeah, Space Odyssey, Clockwork Orange. I think he's got a, yeah, pretty unreal catalog. But Trey, we watched Clockwork Orange in a hotel, and I never once understood what was happening. What? <laughs> Wait, and we were, me and you? Well, I mean, you were you were in the room, and we were like on it. Maybe Miles was there as well, and we were just like watching it. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Uh, you were like, yeah, you're probably not. We flipped it on with probably half an hour into the movie and I was yeah, like, that's tough. I was like, I was like rattled and you were like, all right, man, I think we just watched like, it's yeah. uh have you seen it, Callan? A long time ago. It's pretty, so, it's pretty dark. It's, it's worth a rewatch. It's worth a rewatch. Yeah. It's dark. It's pretty messed up. I mean, I've, I also read the book before, before I'd watch, I like read the book for, for school in high school and, and then, so it's a lot easier to understand because they like speak in a different language, basically, <laughs> even though they're, you know, British. Um, but right. yeah, that's a dark one. I watched The Shining last year for the first time in, in Halloween, probably like maybe a year anniversary right now today. Nice. I could check my diary, but nice. um, absolute masterpiece. Um, okay, nice picks. Kubrick and Ridley Scott. Jeez, that's a lot of movies between the two of them. <laughs> Um, okay, so it's coming to me for my second to last pick. Um, I'm the split, so I have international or wild card. Um, I feel like I'm really safe with my international pick just because I know I know I don't think the two of you are gonna go for. Actually, I've got two really Kev's, good picks, and there's only one international left. Callan's so, already taken his yeah, international, exactly. and we're not gonna over, got, we're not gonna overlap on that one, Kev. Don't worry. Copy that. That's good intel. So I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm going to go to my wild card and take Denis Villeneuve. And obviously there's a little, a little bit of, uh, <laughs> a little bit of a uh, recency bias. Obviously we're at Dune this week. Um, but at the same time, I feel like this is probably my biggest like finding of the last like two years, probably my most like rewarding find of the last two years. Um, just, I, I haven't, I haven't seen all of his movies. I think I'm missing, missing and Sundays and his French language ones, but his like, English language directorial films. I've watched them all and maybe watched them all multiple times now, maybe not enemy, but, um, and I guess, yeah, I haven't seen prisoners twice cause that movie's messed up, but, uh, Dre, have we... you seen enemy? No. 
double jake it's like jake gyllenhaal like (laughs) meets himself and it's like that's kind of it actually (laughs) and then there's scary spiders and it's set in toronto which is pretty sick um anyway yeah between like sicario which like for the first time i ever watched sicario i was like wow this movie's amazing but then obviously just discovering like yeah prisoners and arrival which is probably like my number one on his list maybe tied to sicario like arrival is incredible um got him a nom and he's canadian sorry got him a nom arrival yeah arrival got him a nom exactly (laughs) and um yeah, I just, I don't know, it's sweet. I'm happy I got a Canadian on the board. I feel like when it comes to, like, I was, like, looking up Canadian film directors, it's, like, James Cameron, James Cameron. Villeneuve, and then it gets really, really thin really quickly. Not to say that those directors aren't awesome, but it's not like they have big, like, Hollywood careers. And um, so I'm, I'm happy to get a Canadian, and he just does, like, he does it right. He did the Blade Runner remake, and although, like, I wouldn't say it's, renowned for being like amazing i think it's pretty good and it's also like stunning to look at and stunning to hear um partners up with hans zimmer multiple times and i feel like they really make a good pair it's like sound and imagery connect so i'm pumped that he got greenlit for dune 2 i'm sure that's gonna be awesome so i'm stoked yeah my boy denis yeah when I was deciding between my wildcard pick, I was deciding between Denis Villeneuve and PTA. And it was like, which one do I want to take from which? Because I figured Kev was going to want to take Dang, man. Uh, Denis. And yeah, but I, you know, thought it thought it made a little more, a little more interesting in the multiple noms, no wins category. Yeah. So. Also, like we knew Dre was going to go back. He's like a bit of an old soul, especially in cinema. And I, we knew he was going to go back at some point. Um, yeah. In, in the depth we were talking before the recording, I was like, there's no way mm-hmm. I'm going to wind up drafting anyone. Like, I guess Ridley Scott, you could count as someone who's been around doing it for a long time and Spielberg. But like, there's no way I was going to go back into like the 60s and 70s. Un- it was unlikely because I'm just not that familiar with all the like big time directors from that era. I guess Kub- Kubrick's the only one taken that's not still alive. I believe yeah. that we know of since we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> since it was dark since we started recording. <laughs> Greta Gerwig gets in a car accident. Yeah. If we check we, our phones we read after the news this after and, that. and one of these people we drafted has died in the last two hours, I'm going to feel really yeah, bad. You. We got to delete the recording. That's yeah, 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 that's on me. Yeah, I'll edit that out. It's fine. Uh, okay. Who's um, up? Who's up for their final? Someone's up for their final two, right? Calendar. Is Cal. it? Yeah. Yeah, it's back to me, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Female and BIPOC. Um, fill your boots. Yeah. So this is interesting because I could go. Okay. So I'll, I'll go with female right now. And that's for sure going to be my. I know. I think my. Yeah. My favorite female director. Yeah, you know where this although, is. Like, although Greta Gerwig gives her a run for her money. But I'm, I'm taking the body of work. You know, we got seven films to work with here. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Kevin's typing already it in. in. So, yeah. <laughs> that was it. So, yeah. I'm going Sofia Coppola. Felt like that was a um, silent, silent agreement that me and Kev weren't going to take Sofia Coppola. <laughs> hey, man. You guys can, you guys can get busy with whatever you want. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Lost in Translation uh, is my favorite film by her, but I love The Virgin Suicides. Well, I watched that kind for the first time that. like two weeks ago, maybe. Oh, what you think? So good. Yeah, it was good. Whew. Also, yeah, dark, the music was, in it. Yeah. yeah, dark. Yeah, it is dark. Yeah. Um, I got a question 
why did he just leave her in the field? <laughs> That's a fair question. Like, is yeah, he's maybe... just that much of an asshole? He's just, they had sex and that's it. He's, he's, he's out. He just seems so clueless. I don't know. Like he, Josh like, Hartnett's character? Yeah, Josh Hartnett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dream <laughs> that, dude. <laughs> um... Yeah, because he was doing all the right things. He was asking her dad for permission yeah. to take her to the dance and stuff tea, like that. Her dinner. Yeah. So I don't know. There, there was a it's bit a scumbag, of uh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, Josh Hartnett, scumbag. We're out on him. Um, and also, how did she fall asleep and not wake up until morning? She's just. I mean, I've, sleeper, I have enough man. problems just sleeping in my bed and with the you know nice comfy <laughs> pillows and everything. She just fell asleep on a football field. I mean, I don't like know. I wouldn't have put it past that there was like some some substances going on there. We know that they were drinking under the tables yeah. at the at the dance, but there could have been a a, a pill popped of some sort. You know, yeah. the mixology, a little little mixology and cocktail going and on she there. Was, she's pretty straight edge up until that point, so might have. Might have really knocked her, done knocked her flat. Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Sick record collection, too. Oh, that was so um, sad. Yeah. But yeah, Sofia Coppola, she's the queen of ennui, the, the listless cinema. People just not being satisfied with, like, what's going on in their life. And she just puts that on screen. And somehow you take someone who's living a boring lifestyle and makes... And she entertains me. So... Sofia Coppola. Feel Marie pretty Antoinette's good about that one. really good, by the way. I don't know yes, if, you've, if you guys is. have seen it. It's a real, like, visual spectacle. Cakes and... Yeah, cakes. Yeah. Dresses and Jason Schwartzman and Kristen <laughs> Dunst. And, <laughs> Kristen yeah, Dunst. that movie that A plus that movie's that awesome. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, okay. closing out your board. Uh, go ahead, Cal. Yeah, so I'm struggling here because I could go with, like... Your man my my guy i could yeah. go with him or i could take a larger body of work um which i'm gonna do hmm. uh, I, i've hmm. i've waxed enough poetic about uh barry jenkins on this pod that um i'm gonna i'm gonna switch gears i'm gonna go with spike lee Wow. Nice. All right. In black indigenous person of color. So, yeah, I mean, like, there's you don't have to say a lot about the guy. Uh, he's got the classic of do the right thing. Um, inside man. A year ago, he had Defy Bloods, which I really liked. Uh, a couple years ago, Black Klansman. Yeah, and uh, a couple years before that, I, old boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Who, when you're when you're around for this long, who doesn't have some duds? What can yeah, I say? You, like everyone's got a few misses. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and Malcolm X. You know, like, I still haven't seen it. That's 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 a bit of my bad, but I got to do it. All right. Um, I should make a point of it to do it before the end of 2021. There you go. I'm in. I'm I haven't do seen it. it either. Let's do it together. Okay. We'll right. just make some popcorn and we'll put it on my TV. We'll nestle in and we'll just lock in. For make a lot of popcorn. Three and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you. You provide the popcorn. I'll get. I'll, I'll bring the sodas. Um, and like, I Dre, I know that you didn't like this movie, and I'm surprised by it because it has Philip Seymour Hoffman in it, your boy. But I, I really like Twenty Fifth Hour. So yeah. I mean, do we want to? Um, do we want to get into this right now? 
Probably not, right? <laughs> Probably not. <I'm... laughs> no, no, that's no, that's it's gonna go down a path. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could, but we could do a whole podcast I... side project just arguing about Twenty Fifth Hour. <laughs> I mean, for the record, I'm not down with a lot of the themes that get explored, but I think it's a good movie. But in any, in any case, I... ah, thanks. For thanks. the record, I think it's not a good movie at all, and very misogynistic and. Yeah, not a fan. The records, the record shows. <laughs> Let the record show. <laughs> All right, well, I'm uh, I'm a fan. So good pick, Spike Lee. Yeah, feels good. That's my board. But also let the record show. I do like Spike Lee in general. I think that's a yes. that's a good oh, pick. He's got cool. a lot of a the lot of really plus. The that. Knicks are doing pretty well, and <laughs> like so, <laughs> I'm ha- I'm happy for him. While well, my team's flounder right now. Okay. Spurs lost, guys. Oh. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, okay. I get my final pick. So your board is complete. I'm going to finish mine off. So this one I had in the in the chamber, and I knew it wasn't going to get touched, so I was happy to leave it. Um, I'm taking uh, Heyo Miyazaki, the Japanese film director and co-founder of Studio Ghibli. Um, so Miyazaki, like... I think he's an icon of Japanese like animation. He's an artist, writer, director. Um, I know Dre's not a huge animated fan. Cal, you kind of go both ways, but you're you're a Pixar guy. But I'm a um, Pixar guy. Yeah, but in any case, I like the a studio, couple of them. The Studio Ghibli movies are incredible, and it's sort of like for you know us who grew up here. It's like we might not like reach for them as much as we would reach for like say Disney classics or whatever, but like the studio Ghibli movies are massive and he directs almost every single one. And he's a real, um, yeah, a real do all there. He's an artist. Like I said, he like does the like art and then he also like directs and, um, yeah, I mean, notable movies like spirited away, Howl's moving castle, princess Mononoke, neighbor Totoro. Um, I watched Porco Rosso recently, which is like a sick fighter. He's like a fighter pilot. It's a pig. Um, yeah, I mean, weirdly enough, like the movies are explore pretty like, like adult films, even though, or like adult, uh, like themes. themes. They're not like, um, necessarily like kids movies at all, but they are like animated really beautifully, but often they like explore the relationship between pe- people and the environment or between like class and society. So, um, yeah. I would say, like, if they weren't animated, Dre, you would have been all over them, like, <laughs> all his, like, big top catalog. But since they are, you probably haven't really, like, no, hit them that much. I, but I, I gotta like, watch, highly recommend... I, I gotta watch Spirited yeah. Away. I, I'm At least. surprised yeah. I haven't seen it. But I, yeah. it's, it's been on my list forever. So, yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'll love it. Yeah, you will. Um, Plus, my neighbor Totoro, you know? Just yeah, throw cute. a big, cuddly... I don't know what do you a, a Totoro like a big cuddly Totoro. What what, what animal does it resemble? Kev? Like a, Help me out like here. Like a massive bunny slash bear sort of like yeah I don't know, like a mean. like a Snorlax if you ever yeah. did did the did the Pokemon's mm. you know okay okay yeah. uh, Miyazaki closes out closes out mine and we leave Trey with his international director uh, to finish out the whole draft. Yeah. Wow. So. I mean, I guess we can talk about this after. Just noticed a, b- a big name that didn't go by anyone, but um, yeah, unless unless you take it right now, uh, I, I can't. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> He's American. Um, so for my final pick, I'm gonna go with 
the German director, Werner Herzog. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> um, Do tell. I'm, I'm guessing you guys haven't seen any of his films. Don't think Grizzly so. Grizzly Man might be his, name. his most um, widely known in the in the on this side of the pond. No. Um, <laughs> he's a, I'd say in, in recent years, more of a documentary filmmaker. He's, he made, made a lot of documentaries and made in the, I mean, he's been, wow, making movies since 1961. Holy crap. Um, so yeah, he's been at beast. it for a long time. He's made a lot of, I think, you know, yeah, German language movies, a lot of English language movies, um, his 1972 film I, I watched this year, it's called Aguirre, The Wrath of God, about these, um, um, it's like set in the 1500s, these like Spanish conquistadors looking for the El Dorado city of gold in, in like the Amazon. And his movies are known for like what's happening in the film is also kind of how he filmed it. Like they went on location to like the middle of the jungle in these like, you know, made all his actors wear like authentic, like big metal armor and everything and made them like climb up and down mountains with, with, you know, carrying all sorts of stuff. And, and it was just supposed to be like a complete nightmare to film the movie <laughs> as well as it's, it's kind of got that, um, like apocalypse now vibes of just going deeper and deeper right. into the, uh, the hell of the of the jungle and this one sort of crazy guy just getting crazier the as the the deeper they go and then um yeah i mean a lot of his more recent movies are just about sort of remarkable human human beings and like places in the world um he has he has a pretty crazy uh, documentary about antarctica i would strongly recommend you guys watch grizzly man it's a really good are you familiar with the story at all I've heard of it. It's uh, but it's no. It would have been not. like what come out like when we were in high school, right? Yeah, or like when I was yeah, in high school, like mid two thousands. It's a document, right. like true story of this this guy that would this would go to Alaska every year and like film himself like living with grizzly bears for like months on end, and like he would go back year after year after year and he would just like live with all these grizzly bears and then eventually he gets killed and he brings his girlfriend and they both get killed and eaten by grizzly bears and it's like his life story Jesus. And it's yeah i mean that's not really a spoiler it, you, you learn that right, right. yeah movie, i've but, i've um, i've heard tough of that. to spoil a documentary to be honest yeah. but it's i mean yeah. it's really it's a he's just it's just a crazy crazy story and um yeah wanted to wanted to go out of out of left field a little bit with my final pick and take Herzog who's I don't think is is you know super familiar makes documentaries not, not like nominated for any awards really but yeah. yeah I noticed in 1979 he did Nosferatu the vampire and it's it's on prime right now so oh. you, you can maybe check <laughs> maybe Carrie and I will want to watch that this week <laughs> Nosferatu the vampire probably Germ German language yeah probably extra spook yeah um nice nice cool pick well i'm glad i'm i'm yeah coming out of left field is pretty sweet but yeah i'll put um grizzly man on the on the to watch list asap wow nice guys okay so we got 
six times three, 18 directors. Let's just do a recap. Callan, you have Steven Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino, Spike Lee, Sofia Coppola, Alfonso Cuaron, and PTA. Dre comes in with Coen Brothers, Ridley Scott, Steve McQueen, Catherine Bigelow, Werner Herzog, and Stanley Kubrick. And I close it out with Steven Soderbergh, Fincher, Jordan Peele, Greta Gerwig, Miyazaki, and Denis Villeneuve. Uh, maybe let's fire to Cal. Uh, honorable mentions, anyone? Like maybe one or two that jump out that didn't get drafted, that that like feel like they could have definitely gone? Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of him, but a little, a little guy named Marty Scorsese. <laughs> that's ex- he didn't go. That's exactly who I was thinking of, yeah. <laughs> and um, I like... I was thinking that he would go in Academy Award winner for Best Director. Right. And he just didn't. Yeah. I could have taken him early, but I felt like going Spielberg because it's different. And not that he's not like a well-known guy. I don't know. But (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't really know why he didn't go. Did you? you, I kind of thought Dre was going to take him. Yeah, I'm in the wild I'm card. I'm also surprised. Maybe I didn't take him. My wild card was yeah, either him, Francis Ford Coppola, or Stanley Kubrick. Um, then you know, if we did this tomorrow, I could have picked either of the other two. So tough, tough call. Right, I think Francis Francis. Ford I kind of Cop- feel like Francis Ford Coppola was the other sort of big snub that I'm I'm seeing on the on my list here. I I would have, I mean. Godfathers one and two and Apocalypse Now are sort of all all timers for me. So, all time. Um, yeah. I, I feel like as far as Scorsese goes, like because Coen Brothers were off the board, I was like a little like worried about my um, Academy Award section, and I wound up going Soderbergh, basically on like the amount of movies that I had seen by him. But like Scorsese, Scorsese, like obviously, as in you haven't sick, seen I, that many Scorsese movies. I guess I have honestly, like. But I feel like I haven't seen like Taxi Driver, and I feel like if if you're gonna draft Scorsese, you better have like his like three like bangers or five his like like six seven bangers like. Di- I felt like it was one of those picks you had to be more committed to. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Especially considering like he won for The Departed, but it almost felt like a lifetime, lifetime achievement, achievement award. Sure, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I love Departed, but in any case, um, yeah. Uh, another name jumps off the board, uh, Bong Joon. I kind of thought like he might go in either BIPOC or international, and yeah, obviously yeah. like or Academy Award winner, honestly. But it could have been any of the above. But he's, he's on, like he's on my big board here. Yeah, yeah, he's on my big board too. I just like I wasn't gonna take him in international, and I didn't want to take him in BIPOC, and I didn't want to take him in Academy Award winner. So he just like never wound up making the board. But I, I was kind of expecting one of you to go that way either in wildcard or international to be honest especially because he won like he won the academy award with parasite and that was like such a landmark moment and such a such a movie like yeah you know i've never met anyone who was like nah i'm kind of i'm kind of iffy on parasite like that movie i worked with two people that didn't like parasite oh like yeah but it's okay we don't have to worry about them they're they're whack (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, what other like Nora Ephron, Nancy Myers were on my on my board. Yeah, um, thought about it. And Adam McKay, like big short anchorman. I feel like he he had multiple noms, no wins. I feel like he was my stretch in that category. If like I got totally sewered, um, he's got a big movie coming out. 
He's sick. Oh, uh, don't look up. Yeah, is that, is that what it's called? Yeah, he he yeah. man, he's awesome, and like his movies are wicked. So I, yeah, I felt like I could have gone that direction. Yeah, Tony Scott. <laughs> Anyone go and talk Top Gun? <laughs> true, true romance. Yeah, you can. Uh, right. Christopher uh, Nolan too. Right. Another, right. There's another. He's a talk about big directors. Yeah. I guess he's only eligible for wild card though. Has he only been nommed once? Nommed once for Dunkirk. Yeah. Dunkirk. Yeah, he's good. He's got some he's got some awesome inception. Is that his only nom? Inception's yeah. awesome. Really? Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, good job guys. Um we'll be posting our drafts on the gram, I'm sure, after this episode airs and we can let the let the court of our people decide who gets the dub here but that was really fun um before we sign off dre uh last time when noana was on she assigned us homework to watch and we were hoping you could do the same for us um yeah give it give it to us yeah man after we ran through the draft there's so many movies came up that <laughs> might be well you gave us some additional homework too <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> some extra credit uh that yeah. might even be better choices than what i want to give you but the one I had um, going in is a 2010 Australian movie called Animal Kingdom. Have you guys seen it? No. no never even heard never of even it. Never even heard of it. Good. Um, it's a... Probably sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we know all the movies. It's, a, it's like a slow burn crime film with um, Ben Mendelsohn, Guy Pierce. Joel Edgerton, Edgerton, yeah, yeah, um, wow, and yeah. then cast. Jackie Weaver, nominated. I don't know if you know who that is, but she was nominated for best supporting actress for her role in this in this film, and it's yeah, it's it's it's. I liked it a lot. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about it because it's not. I wouldn't say it's a typical crime movie in, in any way. It's it's. I feel like a lot of. Um, you know, it's not about like gangs and mafia and glamour or anything like that. It's a, it's a sort of almost like a middle class family that just happens that crime is like their the way they pay the bills, kind of. <laughs> and I'm ready for it. And, Animal Kingdom. And Ben Mendelsohn is awesome, by the way. He's kind of he's low awesome key one of my in, one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. And they're everyone has an Australian accent, obviously, but that's just what's not to like. Yeah, it just makes it <laughs> makes it cooler, I think, because it's that's. You know, I don't watch many Australian movies, but I, I yeah, I love that accent and sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, Dre, thanks for joining us, and yeah, I guess till next time, stay tuned to Flicks and Chill. Feel free to re- revisit some of our episodes. We're at about a year anniversary of our show, so I guess next episode will be our year anniversary. So we'll so maybe we'll celebrate it then. Um, yeah, but yeah, we might do like a little mailbag thing. So if you got this far into the episode, look out for that uh, on the gram. All right, till next time. Thanks, boys. See ya. Thank you.